the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the word martyr comes from the Latin word which translates into witness. And all of the saints were martyrs then because they all witnessed to Jesus throughout their lives. Now, some martyrs were red martyrs, which means they shed blood for their love of Jesus. They were witnesses through blood that, no, I won't give up my faith for Jesus. I will remain consistent no matter who's telling me to renounce my faith right now. So we would call those red martyrs because they shed blood. There's also something that the church talks about martyrs as white martyrs. These are people who didn't have to shed blood, but they... They shed blood through their witness of their faith, drop by drop, not all at one time like a red martyr. Right? Throughout their lives, we look at their lives and we see that they never had to shed blood, but they got rid of blood day by day by their acts of sacrifice, for their love of Jesus, for those they lived with, for the people they worked with. Right? It's a different kind of martyrdom. It's a different kind of witness. By their witnessing of their lives, they're martyrs, because that's what a martyr means. All of us sitting here today, more than likely, are not going to be called in this world to be red martyrs, right? We don't live in a time right now that can change. But right now, we don't live in a time where somebody's going to say, renounce your, your faith for Jesus or I'm going to kill you, right? We don't have an opportunity to shed our blood as red martyrs today. It's not probably going to happen. It could, but more than likely, it's not. But all of us are called to be white martyrs today. All of us drop by drop of blood throughout our day, our acts of sacrifice, which feels like a death, is what we're called to do. And that's good news. That we, by our way we live our lives, we can be witnesses. We can drop blood, drop by drop, by the way we live our lives. We can be true witnesses and be martyrs because, again, every saint was a martyr. Every saint was a witness. Not necessarily a red martyr. We have the church gives us red martyrs, the church gives us white martyrs. And I want to give you an example of somebody who was a white martyr. There was a woman by the name of St. Gianna Mola, and she was considered a white martyr. She did not, nobody went up to her and said, hey, you're going to have to die for your faith in Jesus or we'll kill you. So St. Gianna is a woman who had, I think, three children. She was pregnant with her fourth child, and she was diagnosed with cancer. And the doctors told her, Gianna, we have to treat the cancer with chemo. But if we treat the cancer, she was pregnant with her fourth child, your child's going to die. And she said, I don't want to do that. The, the, The child in my womb is going to live. And I don't want to take a chance with the chemo. And so she decided not to have chemo and not to treat the cancer. She gave birth to her child, her fourth child. I believe it's her fourth child. She gave birth to her fourth child, and then a week later she died from cancer. She was a white martyr. She, throughout her life, I think she was 39 years old when she passed away, a young mother, that throughout her life she was dropping blood, drop by drop, that she was giving up blood. She was sacrificing for her husband and her other three children, the people that she worked with. I believe she was a doctor as well. So she was constantly a witness to her Catholic faith, which allowed her to become a white martyr by the witness that she was at the end of her life. And today she's a great saint. She's a great saint. And so in today's gospel, Jesus reminds us, don't be nice. 
that he's not calling us to be nice and kind people. We live in a society today, I keep seeing these signs and it, it drives me a little crazy, I'm not going to lie. Be kind, make kind popular, be nice. Jesus is not calling us to be nice people, brothers and sisters. He's not calling us to be kind people. He's calling us to be witnesses of our faith. He's calling us to be witnesses. He's calling us to be martyrs. White martyrs that day by day, throughout our day, we are dropping, we're, we're shedding blood drop by drop. And that will translate into being more than nice, more than kind. And so Jesus in today's gospel, that's what he's challenge, challenging us to do. He's challenging us to be white martyrs. Today Jesus resurrects from the dead. And he sends people to the disciples and he says, hey, go and tell them I resurrected. And they sends Mary Magdalene, they say, we don't believe. And then he sends two other people and they say, we don't believe to the apostles. Right, then Jesus goes up to them after 40 days and he goes up to them and he says, why aren't you guys believing? Why aren't you guys believing? And they say, oh yeah, you're here, Jesus. Now that you're here, you're going to restore us. You're going to restore this world. You're going to save us from the Romans. And you're going to restore, restore this world. Right? That's what you came to do. Right, Jesus? And then Jesus says, we heard in today's gospel, his, their, his response to them is, then he approaches them and tells them, go into the, go into the whole world. They're saying, Jesus, you're here, you're back, you resurrected from the dead. You're going to restore us, right? You're going to save this world, right? And his response is, go into the whole world. He's saying, you go do it. I'm going to ascend into heaven. I'm ascending. I've been here for 40 days. I'm ascending. We're in this season of ascension. You go do it. You go be witnesses. Go be martyrs. Some of you will be called, he sung his apostles, you'll be blood martyrs. You'll be red martyrs. But you, because now you believe in me, I'm not going to restore the world. You go do it. Again, go into the whole world. You go do it. By Jesus going up in this Feast of the Ascension, we think this is kind of just a historical event. Okay, Jesus ascended into heaven, this is a historical event. But it applies to us today. Jesus went up so we can go out and be witnesses that we believe in Jesus. Amen? This is what we're called to do. This is what it means to be a martyr. It doesn't mean we live this perfect life and we have a halo on our head and we're perfect. No, it means we're given opportunities throughout our day. Throughout our days, we have holy moments, not holy hours, not holy lives, not holy 15 minutes. We have moments throughout our day where God is calling us to be witnesses, to be martyrs at school, at home, at work, with strangers. This is how we become saints. Jesus is telling us again, go out into the whole world. Go. By Jesus going up again, he is commissioning us to go out to love the unlovable, to touch the untouchable, to save the unsavable, to reach the unreachable by the way we live our lives as white martyrs. Because that's what martyrs do. Oftentimes we think it's someone else's job to love the unlovable, reach the unreachable, save the unsavable, to touch the untouchable. That's someone else's job. It's not my job, Father. But again, Jesus says to you and I today, you do it. I'm ascended. I've ascended into heaven. I'm at the right hand of the Father. You go out and do it.
In the 1700s, the residents of Nantucket Island, which is an island in Massachusetts, they became very concerned because they were having an uh, increase in number of people who were dying on their, uh, uh, in, in the shore of their islands. And what was happening is that there were major storms that were taking place in the North Atlantic. And so what was taking place is that when these storms would rise up and the winds were, were very bad and they would get really, really crazy, these storms from the North Atlantic that came into their islands, is that any ship that was in that area, they would get swallowed up into these waves, these crazy waves. And then what would happen is that it would come up, these, these ships would come closer and closer to the shore of the Nantucket Islands. And it was very rocky. And so what would happen is they would hit these rocks, these ships, and then all of a sudden these people started to get shipwrecked. People were dying. People were dying. And the citizens and residents got very concerned that people were dying and they couldn't do anything about it. So in 1786, the Massachusetts Humane Society was founded. Today we associate, look, how, look at where we've become as a society. The Humane Society today is for cats and dogs. But originally, it's not. It was not for cats and dogs. Right? Today we care more about cats and dogs than people. But the Humane Society started in 1786. The Massachusetts Humane Society was founded. And what they did was they built little huts little straw huts on the shoreline of the Nantucket Islands called Huts of Refuge. To be a part of the Humane Society at that time meant that you volunteered as a resident of the island whenever there was a storm. They would look at it and say, okay, there's a storm coming. Tomorrow we have to get in these huts. You, 10, 15, 30, 50 volunteers, get in these huts and keep an eye on what's going on out there. The volunteers would sit in these huts of refuge and scan the horizon to see if there were any ships getting swallowed up by the waves. And if there was a ship that hit the rock and it was in distress, the ship, they would ring a bell. That was your job if you're in one of these huts. Ring the bell. Ring the siren. And once the siren went off, the bell went off, if you were part of the Humane Society, all the volunteers would rush to the coast get into a little wooden rowboat, they would row out into the storm to see if they could rescue someone. Which meant putting their own lives on the line to save another life in case someone needed it. Their motto, the Massachusetts Humane Society in the 1700s, their motto was, you have to go out, but you don't have to come back. And they said, sign me up. I want to do that. I want to be a volunteer. You have to go out, but you don't have to come back. Because their organization, the Massachusetts Humane Society, their organization that they belonged to was an organization about saving lives, loving the unlovable, touching the untouchable, saving the unsavable, reaching the unreachable. And today, brothers and sisters, let me remind you that you and I belong to an organization that saves lives because it's founded by somebody who saved our life, which is Jesus Christ himself. Amen? Amen. This is the type of organization you signed up for. This is the organization which says, Jesus ascended, I'm going out. I'm part of a different humane society to save the unsavable, reach the unreachable, to love the unlovable, to touch the untouchable, because that's what Jesus did for you and me.
This is the organization. This is what you belong to. This is what we preach and say with our words every Sunday. That he's the founder of the Catholic Church and I'm Catholic. So I do what he did. It doesn't stop after he ascended into heaven. And we prove that we're his followers, again, not by our words. We can all sit here every day, all day, recite a bunch of prayers, and we come here and we say our creed. We show by our witnesses that we are witnesses that he is our Savior. When we go out into the world and drop by drop, we are shedding blood. We are witnesses. We are martyrs on a daily basis. That's how we prove that he is our Savior. Not by our words, by our actions. By our actions. Again, the people we live with, the people we work with, strangers. We have opportunities in random conversations when people are dissing our faith or our Jesus and we just keep quiet. I'm not saying go start a fight and go out on, in, in downtown Royal Oak and get your megaphone you know, and, and, and preach the gospel. Don't be weird. I mean, if God is calling you to do that, go do that. Good. There's people in our homes that we live with who are unlovable. There's people we work with who are unreachable. There are people that we know who are this close from ending their lives and they're unsavable. And Jesus says, go out. Prove I'm your savior and go out. When we look at the lives of the saints, St. Gianna Mola and others, other white martyrs or red martyrs, doesn't matter. We think it's impossible to do what they did. If I was a father or mother, I would never be able to make that decision. But we have to keep two things in mind. We have to keep two things in mind. Number one, all the saints knew that every single moment of their lives was an opportunity to do something holy. And by the end of their lives, slowly but surely, they filled up their day with holy moments and the, un and the unholy stuff just started to fade away. God is not asking you tomorrow to make a decision like St. Gianna Mola. He's not. But he's asking you right now to say yes to a holy moment that he gives you and me throughout our days. Right? And the unholy stuff starts to fade away little by little. And over our lifetime, we have a life of a saint, a martyr, because of how we witness daily, which then we can witness at the end of our lives. So don't feel this pressure. I feel this anxiety that I got to go out and save and reach and touch and love. Starts with the small things, brothers and sisters, so that way we can do the big thing when it comes knocking on our door. And then we get our crown to heaven and say, yes, that's easy when the big thing comes. But we're not there yet. And again, drop by drop of blood throughout our day in those holy moments, there is a small death which is a type of martyrdom, which is a type of witness that will get me prepared for the big things. So keep that first thing in mind. Right now I'm just called to do the small things. Just the small things in my own family, in my, in my own home. The second thing to keep in mind is before Jesus ascends, he tells the apostles, don't go out yet. He says, go back into Jerusalem and wait nine days. Why did Jesus tell the apostles, wait nine days? I, I'm just curious. Please, somebody tell me. What happens in nine days after the ascension? Yes, please. Pentecost. Exactly. 
He says, go, I'm ascending, you're going to go out, but not yet. Go back home to Jerusalem, and nine days later, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to come upon you, to refresh you anew, so you can go out and set this world on fire. And brothers and sisters, that's what Pentecost is all about. The Holy Spirit allows us to love the unlovable, reach the unreachable, to touch the untouchable, to save the unsavable. It's the Holy Spirit which allows us to do that. And that's why the church gives us Pentecost every year. So we take these nine days from Ascension Thursday, which just passed, and then nine days will be next Sunday. And we take these days to prepare with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, it's like a, the church says we need to be renewed. It's like a tune-up. We all receive the Holy Spirit when we were baptized, but for some of us, the Holy Spirit's fallen asleep. And so we take these days to really, you know, uh, for the, for the Holy, to prepare for the Holy Spirit for next Sunday, because we've been baptized, but for the Holy Spirit to fall afresh on us, to wake us up and to be witnesses. Because sometimes we think it depends on us. It doesn't depend on you and me. We're weak. But when the Holy Spirit is working through us, we'll do impossible things. And so we have to take these next seven days, okay? I would love for everybody to start the novena to the Holy Spirit, right? You miss three days. I don't care. Don't think it doesn't count. You can do all three days starting today to get us to Pentecost. It still counts. God is not in a box. I am already too late. It's not. No, I want this parish to be on fire. You should want me to be on fire. And we need the Holy Spirit. So let's start now. It starts now, brothers and sisters. And God, the Holy Spirit, will do amazing things through us when we come back to Mass next Sunday. We'll be born again. We're going to wake up because we have fallen asleep. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit does the work through us. This is what it means to live in the Spirit. Get out of the way. Let the Holy Spirit send you out into this world. And when the Holy Spirit works, we'll love the unlovable, reach the unreachable, touch the untouchable, and save the unsavable. Because all of our power comes from the Holy Spirit, from God the Father Almighty, and through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen?